Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Today, it's a not really a hostile takeover. It's actually a friendly takeover by Brock and Sierra. You guys submitted your questions on the pod squad. And then I just told Sierra and Brock to come in here and answer the questions. So I haven't even listened to it yet, but they have just answered all of your questions. I heard a lot of laughter going on. Sibling takeover. Let's get to it. We've already recorded the podcast as I'm speaking right now. And so if you are above the age of 21, there's going to be a drinking game. Anytime he name drops his fiance, (laughs) Taylor, also known as Tay, go ahead and take a shot, take a sip of whatever you're drinking on. Are you saying he says her name a lot? Did you say Roman's name a lot? I said it when we were prompted questions about our fiancés, not every single question. (laughs) It'd be like, what's your favorite thing about your mom? And he'd like revert it to Taylor. (laughs) This should be interesting. All right, guys. Here you go. All right. First question. Favorite family vacation? And I hate to break it to everyone, and this is going to sound very privileged, but they (laughs) they all kind of merge together because every single year for the past 21 years of my life, we either go to Hawaii no, we go no, to we, have, yeah, we, we go to Hawaii vacations on the same breaks. Yes, we go to Hawaii in the spring and we go to Utah in the winter. Yeah, Utah usually for like Christmas or New Year's or right after Christmas for New Year's. Hawaii for like around Easter, so for spring break. During when we were real young, summer was like Fourth of July. We would go to Northern Michigan. Those were the main trips, and then fall there was no trip because it was football season. Who is the disciplinarian, mom or dad? Well, I've said this before, and dad was always the disciplinarian for, like, day-to-day stuff, personally. Mm-hmm. But if it was, like, the big guns, that's when mom would come in. Like, she was the yeah the big grounded card type of yeah. parent. Yeah. Where dad would just, like, reprimand you for, like, forgetting your violin. Violin on, the way, on, on, on music day or like being too loud in the back seat when they're on an important phone call. But when mom like swore, you were it was like once or twice a year and you were like, oh, okay, like this is, we messed up. Like the getting your phone taken away, that was always mom. <clears throat> yeah. How are each of our wedding plans coming along? Are we excited? Are we nervous? You want to talk about yours? Because yours is coming up first. Oh, well, mine was originally in February, and then I postponed it because I had a mental breakdown one day, and so I decided to postpone it, and now I feel like a new human being. Good. But wedding planning's easy, but if you were going to ask me that like in a month from now, I might answer that differently, mm-hmm. but right now, it's super easy. Yeah, we both have wedding planners, which makes it really nice. I don't know. I have a wedding planner, and also Taylor, my fiance, she's taken over a lot of the planning and so i'm mostly just filled in on like hey what's your opinion on this what do you feel about this and i feel like that's a better a lot more fun of a role to be in than actually having to like plan the stuff yeah no roman isn't doing anything yeah sorry favorite thing and or memory about grandpa bob this one comes from jesse cowell i'll let you go first mine is if anyone saw it on my instagram stories recently it was a freshman year high school I threw three interceptions in a freshman football game, which for anyone who knows football, it was not a good game for me. I was really beating myself up. And the next day, Grandpa called me out of class, which is something he would do a lot because he had that power at our high school. And so he called me out of class, called me into his football office, and I got in there. And he was like, listen, 
your dad's always going to be really tough on you. Your uncle's going to be really tough on you. You're going to have a lot of critics, you know, like your dad and your uncle, they're like bulldogs, but I'll always be your golden retriever. And what he meant is like, I'll always be in your camp, on your side, rooting for you, which for people who don't know him as a coach, that wasn't something that was super common for him. He was kind of known as being like, what's kind of, I guess you can swear on the Shalene show. It's yeah. kind of, he's kind of known as being like a hard ass coach, like really tough, loved his players to death, but like a very much like he was the dictator of the football team. So for him to say that to me and to call himself a golden retriever was, was really, really sweet. And so to put a cap on that story, I am going to get a tattoo of that quote, I'll always be your golden retriever. And Taylor for Christmas was able to dig up a bunch of his old letters to get his handwriting. And then her mom turned that handwriting into the quote. So that's a pretty cool gift. What's your favorite oh. memory? Or thing? Um, I mean, I have a lot, but the one that's kind of the most recent was, not recent, I guess, but I aided for him his last year of coaching at Mission. And towards that time, he was regressing kind of in his memory. And so he, this was like four years ago now? Yeah, four years ago. Mm -hmm. and, and you were his assistant. That's when eight is. Like, yeah, I was assistant. assistant, which basically means I showed up to school super late. And <laughs> fast forward to the story, he couldn't remember. He wanted to get me a Starbucks every morning. Mm. <laughs> and he couldn't remember my orders. So I wrote it on a tiny sticky note for him. And he would hand the sticky note <laughs> to the Starbucks woman every single day. So every single day for <clears throat> a year, I had a Starbucks just sitting on his desk waiting for me when I got to school. That's and cute. one day, I think he would saw me like running track the day before. Mm -hmm. And every single day, this coffee would just be sitting there. And this one day I walked in and there was just a sticky note on top of the Starbucks that said, good workout. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's funny. Five years in the future, if we had a crystal ball, we're both highly successful. What does the crystal ball look like? A boyish, my my makeup company is thriving. I might have another company underneath my belt in a different space, but boyish will be thriving. That's my baby. And I'll be an androgynous Kylie Jenner, hopefully. Androgynous Kylie Jenner. I like that. My answer is... Don't you want to be retired or something like that? Five years from now, I'll be almost 30. So it would be great. My goal is to be retired, which everyone's question is like, well, what does that mean? It just financially retired, so I don't have to work. I'm sure I still will work because I'll be bored, but I'll be able to just focus on being a dad and a husband and doing whatever else I want, I'll be living in California. So, yeah, but being financially retired and just being a great husband and father. Next question. What were our names originally if we weren't going to be named what we were named? This is such a dumb question. My name was supposed to be Brooke, I think, or something like that? No, my well, mine was going to be Brooklyn. That's where they got Brock. So if I was a girl, I was Brooklyn. If you were a boy, you were going to be something real basic, like Jake or something. Okay. Yeah. All right. Becky Roth Kim asked, how do we feel about our mom putting out so much of our life and her life out into the world? And then also, how do our partners, we'll speak on their behalf, how do they feel coming into a family that is somewhat in the public eye? I think that, first of all, it was like, that's all we knew growing up. Like that's, yeah. so people were like, what was it like growing up with a famous mom? Like I can tell you things that I experienced that I now am able to look at as like, that wasn't normal. Like it wasn't normal for a kid to come up to me like, my mom does your mom's workouts. Mm. Or like, it wasn't normal for 
our family to be recognized at the airport. Those things weren't normal, but when we were growing up, they were normal because you only that's know, you know. Yeah, that's you only know what you grow up with. It's like when people grow up in a family of hoarders, like that's all you know. That is normal. So there were the things that you would expect to experience that we experienced, but how did it actually feel or what was it like or like being in the public eye? It was something that I don't know. For me personally, I never like shied away from it. I thought it was normal. I personally, as someone who's very extroverted and outgoing and likes being the center of attention, I enjoyed it. Same. Yeah. But I think part of that was just like from a young age, we were near stages, on stages, backstage. Our mom was on TV. So that was just like normal. So being in front of crowds and class presentations and recitals and plays and sports teams, like that was just kind of normal life. That was like what was expected kind of. And still to this day, I don't think like I, I think some people mom gets shit on sometimes by people like by promoting Bob or like promoting or not promoting is just word, posting but about. like posting about Bob or posting about even the Christmas cards we did. And I'm like, I just don't think anything she does is ever sharing too much. Like it's, if yeah. anything, it's just she's just sharing her life. And since we know her, obviously, so personally, because she's our mom, like mm-hmm. it's never it's never crossed the line where it's been too much. Yeah, and I think, like, there's a lot that she shares, and she probably shares more than most, but also there are very personal things that not everyone knows. Like, I know y'all might feel like you get 100%, and you get a lot, and you get more than most, but there are very private things and very sensitive matters that do stay within the family, and there are certain conversations that are kept within the family, definitely. She's always put the family first in protecting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, how, like, how does Roman feel coming into this family? I don't know what he thought out at first, honestly, but it has helped my relationship with his parents because they kind of can see how mom mm. is, and that's just kind of bridged the gap in between the two. Because if you guys don't know, Roman's family is Russian, and it's very culturally different, but Shalene just has this effect, or mom has this effect. <laughs> yeah. I was going to call it the Shalene effect, but I don't know. She's just amazing at being so personable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tay, I think she's pretty used to it. Even though she hasn't been in our family, she's known us for a really long time. Like, people don't know this, but even when Tay was in, like, high school, she used to go and take my mom's workout classes. So, like, they've known each other, and, like, she's known my mom, and her mom used to take my mom's workout classes. So, like, she's been aware, and I, it's the same thing. It's like when you're aware and you're kind of present and around it, it just feels normal. But I think it has been an adjustment. I think Taylor said that is like it's been an adjustment of like people are fans or followers of hers just because she's like joining this. And you know what else I just thought of Hmm. is like our childhood. It wasn't like this. Sure. Like there was people coming up to us and she was in the fitness industry, but social media was not. Yeah. Social media wasn't a thing until we were in. Well, at least for me, it wasn't a thing until we were in high school. So we were like at a mature age when she started sharing all of us yeah. on our platform. Yeah, that's a good point. Do we really not listen when she tells us not to listen? Do you listen to my mom's, our mom's podcast? <laughs> my mom's podcast. Do you listen to my mom's podcast? Do you listen to our mom's podcast? Sometimes. I actually used to a lot when I like lived in LA just because like I'd want to hear her voice and like her wisdom, but I live with her now. So. Yeah. We listen all the time because, I mean, for the past year and a half, I've been in Seattle. So sometimes it's easier to just listen to a 45-minute episode of The Shalene Show and be like, oh. That's kind of the topical update on what's going on in her life rather than having to like call her every week. A lot of times we would call her and she'd be like, did you listen to the episode? Because I explained all these things. So especially now that we're on the road, we listen usually to the podcast. 
But no, when she says don't listen, no. Same thing with her stories. When she posts stories of like graphic images, I don't like graphic images. When she posts about like her and dad stuff, <laughs> no, like no, that's, and, and also that's the nice thing about having Tay. I don't know if Roman does this for you, but Taylor will be like, don't watch your mom's story today. Or she'll be like, don't read your mom's post today. And then I, I steer clear of it. Absolutely. No, he doesn't do that. Yeah. Yuki asks, what's one thing that we were afraid to tell mom and dad? And then after we did, how did they react? You laughed as when the first time I read this, you laughed as if you had an answer or something came to mind. Well, something really like innocent came to mind, which, which I, I could go a lot. I don't know. More angsty with this answer, <laughs> but I'm going to go more innocent is when I first got my period. Sorry, mm. Brock, if this makes you uncomfortable. I don't care. But I didn't tell them just because like every girl doesn't want to tell their parents like that's just a weird conversation to have. But privilege warning, our housekeeper found, privilege warning. yes, found, you know, in the trash can some evidence that I'd got my period and she told mom and dad. Oh. And then I was so mad at her for ratting me out. Mm. I remember every time I had like a crush on a girl or a girlfriend <laughs> when I was little, which was often. Which was like often. Uh, always. I was petrified to tell them. I remember specifically when I was dating like my fifth grade girlfriend, dating in air quotes. We would go to the movies like once a month. And so that meant once a month, I would have to walk into mom and dad's room and be like, can you guys take me to the movies or can I go to the movies with her this weekend? And for some reason it used to just, my, my heart would beat so fast and I'd be so nervous. And they'd be like, yeah, sure. What movie are you guys going to see? It was like never a big deal, but I made it a big deal. How has seeing mom go through the whole surgery ordeal and how they're doing with like all of that and the trial and, and all of that, how has that been for you? I can answer this. It mostly makes me angry just angry, which is a, a good emotion for me to feel that I don't feel or express a ton, but just angry, like, you know, very much like people are like, oh, you know, dad or Brett must want to kill the guy. Like, that's how I feel. Just angry that my mom, like that this happened to her and that she's still dealing with it. Proud that she is not letting it just kind of roll off her back. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. she does with a, many things that have happened to her, like people who have said stuff or done stuff to her in her life where she's kind of been like, ah, oh, it's just me, like whatever. Like I just kind of brush that aside, keep rolling on. So I'm glad. And I think the reason that she is making this or taking this as an opportunity to stand on her platform and speak about it is because there's so many other people who have gotten involved and spoken up and like reached out to her. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of like protecting them. So I think that's awesome. Proud of her for that. But I'm glad that this isn't something that's just kind of dying out and, you know, that she's not just kind of like, ah, oh, you know, sucks, but moving on. Yeah, I agree with everything Brock just said. It just all in all makes me angry. I will say she's been extremely strong behind closed doors as well, mm -hmm. but she did do a podcast. I did listen to it mm, good job. where she got emotional at the end about everything, you know, that's going on and her thoughts. It's like so conflicting and all this stuff. And I, I thought that was like super humanizing of her. Because before I'm like, how is she doing this? Like, she is so strong to be able to talk to all these victims and mm -hmm. have it happen to her. And just all this shit that this doctor's done is just so evil. Yeah. We interrupt this broadcast to answer frequently asked questions about CBD. It's crazy how many questions I get about this topic and how many misconceptions there are about CBD. First of all, CBD, there are many different forms, there's many different types, and you can buy it now at your local gas station. 
because it's not regulated by the FDA, you need to be hella careful about using a very reputable company. Some things you need to understand about CBD. First of all, the type of CBD that my soul CBD produces is a pure CBD, which means you can't get high from it. There is no THC, which is the part of the plant that gives you that hallucinogenic or the high characteristics that people refer to. My soul CBD is an isolate. There's no other ingredients. It's pure. And the other reason why I love my soul CBD is because they actually care about the manufacturing process, how it's farmed, how it's packaged, quality control, and taste. CBD oils are very much like protein powders. Like there's some stuff on the market because it's not regulated where you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're paying for. You don't know what you're putting in your body. And that's why it is so imperative that you go with a company that actually cares about the reputation and the quality of their ingredients and has that brand integrity. And that's why I recommend My Soul CBD. I encourage you to give them a try and get 15% off by going to mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. You'll get 15% off. All right, so what should you pick up your first time? Well, I'm a big fan of the watermelon flavored dropper oils that you just put under your tongue or you can put it in a drink. If you're not into oils, their gummies are like quite tasty, I might add. Their new sleepy gummy, those are remarkable. Those are my three picks. Try yours now and the whole line of CBD products by going to mysoulcbd.com. Again, it's mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. And that's the important part because that's going to give you 15% off automatically at checkout. If you want to enter a code, you can. It's code 15, but you shouldn't need to. You should just be able to just go directly to that link. Mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. All right, back to the show. What's a quirk about Roman that you kind of like make fun of or tease, but you've kind of either grown to love and accept it or you just, it's a part of him, so you love and accept it? This comes from Mallory Deluke or Deluc or Deluce. But Mallory's question is this. I must think. Hold okay, on. I can answer while you think. For Tay, she's very regimented and clean, and we think borderline OCD. We, we're still convinced that she might even have OCD and she just hasn't, you know, been tested yet, but... She likes things very clean. We vacuum every morning. Our apartment, sometimes she'd be like, it, it's so messy in here. And I, I'd look around and I'd be like, "What? Are, this is like a, <laughs> compared to our house. Like, because mom's ADHD makes her leave things everywhere and forget things. And like, there's always just like little trinkets and things yeah. laying around. And so Tay is like the opposite. And like, there's nothing laying around. Everything has a spot. Everything's very clean and organized. But I really appreciate it because it does keep things really nice and orderly and clean and not cluttered. But... I've grown to love and accept it, but I do still tease her for it. Roman has ADHD, but yes. kind of in the opposite way that mom does. And he will get like super meticulous about like the way his glasses are folded. <laughs> and he'll like yell at me if like I throw my headphones. Like, Not he actually wants... yell at you. No, no, no. But he'll like, he just makes it a point to treat things with care, which is something I don't really do. I don't do. either. I don't either. Tay always gets on me. She's like, why are you just tossing that? And I'm like, because it doesn't matter. Like, if it breaks, we'll buy a new one, which is kind of like mom and dad's mindset they've passed on to us. It's like, I, you know, I'm going to treat it how I want. If it breaks, I'll buy a new one. And I'm also like, I bought this. I'm going to use this. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's going to have some wear. Like, Roman will, like, just doesn't understand the fact that I throw out <laughs> my camera, sun, my like, my sunglass cases. 
because mm. he wants me to keep it in my case. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to carry around my sunglasses in a camera case in my purse. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. All right, we'll go a little bit rapid fire. Best financial advice mom and dad gave us. Did we listen? <laughs> so much for rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think from, it's scared money don't make money. And just like yeah. our general mindset around money and having an abundance mindset it wasn't something they necessarily like preached or taught us or sat us down. It was like, modeled. It was modeled. It was shown. It was exemplified. And we both kind of live that way and are also very, I would say, like annoyed or like turned off or like just don't like when people don't have that mindset. Especially, like uh, yeah, not yeah, anyone yeah, yeah, in general, yeah. but like our friends or like loved ones or like our partners. Like if that's a deal breaker for both of us. Like yeah. it's, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Do you have a favorite book or author? Do you read you much? You are asking a girl who in third grade would pay her friends to take her reading counts test for her. That's the most Shaleen thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't necessarily have a favorite. I like Anne Lamont. She's a great author. I like Brene Brown, of course. Everyone loves Brene Brown. Oprah's great. Favorite book is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Beep. Great book. I like Prosperity Consciousness. Good book. Green Lights, Matthew McConaughey. I just posted on my story all my favorite book recommendations. Got a lot of good ones. He's Hol- my one celebrity crush. Who? Matthew McConaughey. He's so great. He's my only celebrity crush. He's so great. Also, the book I was going to say, oh, Hold Me Tight. That's a great relationship book. Yeah. You were walking today and you were listening yes. to a podcast. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? A 24 seven. Really? I need constant noise. I'm the opposite. I need If I need to work, I need silence. Oh, I need blaring. And I remember at like age, in like third grade, I was doing my math homework and I couldn't do it without like blaring music. So ever since then. No, I need silence. I, and I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. Oh, 24-7. I, li- I watch some YouTube videos, mostly just like for van life stuff or like whatever my current hobby is. But I prefer YouTube, but I, I go through phases. I listen to pretentious men talking about fashion mm-hmm. and drag queens. That's yeah. it. All right. One of the most asked questions in the pod squad was what marital example are we going to carry on in our marriage? Or like, what have we learned from mom and dad that we're going to try to emulate or recreate in our relationships with our significant others? I guess there's so many things that are just so obvious. Well, they might not be obvious to someone listening. I know. So I'm just going to give okay. a, a random one. But I think mom and dad really instilled the fact of like being a team and Mm. although since I've grown older I can see how like their point of views are different and they might think different about certain things but they would always when it was came to like making a decision or giving like a rule for us or something like that it would always be something they did as like a team yeah that's a good point it was never like well mom said I could dad said I couldn't exactly they were like always very unified which is impressive because I would imagine you don't always get to talk about those things. Yeah. But yeah, that's a thing. Just like continuing to like date and like have similar interests and do things together, but also do things separately. I think that's important. I think the one thing that maybe I like thinking back to our childhood, I'm curious. Do you feel like they fought in front of us ever? Maybe like twice. Yeah, I felt like it was rare. And so I just say that to say like, that's not like... To say, like, oh, they needed to fight in front of us more. I don't think they fought much at all. You know, just not very much. But I feel like fighting in front of us a little bit more might have given us, in a healthy way, fighting in a healthy way in front of us might have given us something to learn from or watch. I don't know. I feel like in my relationships, fighting was something I wasn't 
used to or accustomed to not you know fighting but just arguing or disagreeing wasn't something I was super used to because I feel like mom and dad didn't do it a ton in front of us what do you think I don't know I think that's more of a male thing honestly because I I don't I don't know I feel like they modeled how or at least mom did to me because she's a woman like how to approach things not even as a fight just as like go into it with trying to understand the other person yeah I don't know yeah yeah, I have some of dad's tendencies, like... Yeah, his, that's what I mean yeah, by, like, like I, it's a woman I, thing. Like, yeah, like, I have... The one tendency of his that I have that I'm, like, working on is, like, defensiveness. Mm-hmm. And so that's one that can cause disagree. I don't want to say the word fights, because it's not like we're screaming at each other and throwing things, but just, you know, disagreements or, or arguments or not seeing eye to eye, not being on the same page. And sometimes being a little bit defensive can add fuel to that fire. But, Yeah. Okay, what's a tradition from our family that you'll want to create in your family? Or maybe there's multiple. Uh, I think I think we'll, I'll continue the envelopes tradition, the Christmas Oh, yeah, no, tradition. for sure. I'll 100% do that. Yeah. But that's we, also a fairly new, not yeah, new, that, but like... That started when like we were in like... I was in high school. Yeah, maybe I was like in middle grade. school. Yeah, so like that wasn't something we've done our whole life. Making a big deal out of birthdays. Mom always made a big oh, deal I'm, out of our I'm, birthdays. Yes. Especially like birthday And morning. Christmas. Like, yeah. Christmas and birthdays, that was a big deal. More just celebrating as like a close, like us four in the family. We never did like Christmas Eve dinner where like we get everyone together like it's Thanksgiving. But like Christmas morning was all about the kids. And like the decorations. Yeah. Yeah. I think also just the way, speaking of decorations, the way mom decorates the house. Yeah. And like the Christmas lights, it's made me a very much like a Christmas light snob. Like oh, if I yes. look at other people, I'm like, why is that one bush not matching the like, other bush? Like, why are they like, using LED lights? Yeah, those, they're disgusting. white. They look bad. Like, it needs to be the warm glow. Yeah, no blow-up things in your front yard no, either. No, 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 no. It needs to be, like, organized and choreographed. Yeah, I agree. Other traditions that I'll carry on? I don't know. Mom, she asked us questions, and mm. we would have conversations with her to answer. But I feel like it's a very stereotypical thing that you see where, like, the the mom asked the kid, like, how was school today? And the kid would just be good or fine. Like, that's what you see on TV and stuff. <laughs> right? That's what you see. That's what's, like, <laughs> yeah, modeled. It's just funny. Right? Yeah. Okay. But mom would ask us questions, and we wouldn't answer like that. Is it because she didn't accept answers like that? Like, she would ask follow-ups and make us answer? I don't know. I feel like as a teenager, I answered questions like that. Yeah. Like, I'm saying we always did. I'm trying to figure out why we were able to do that like why didn't we no i'm saying i think i i did answer oh, like did. short as a teenager oh, i was never like that well we can tell okay well <laughs> we should give them some backstory i parented myself a lot i was very strict on myself mom and dad used to encourage me to go to parties and go out and be more of a kid when i would like be very strict with myself mm-hmm. swore off video games and cartoons when i was like 11 because i thought those things were taking away from my time as an athlete. As Your a, career. As, as my career as, <laughs> as an 11-year-old. Year yeah, fast forward. Now I'm 24 and I'm playing Pokemon as I'm watching TV on my DS that you got me. Great Christmas present. Thank you. But we were different in that way growing up. Yeah, I was definitely the black sheep. But like... Not black sheep. Black not sheep, black but, sheep. But uh, yeah, comparatively. Yeah. Comparatively. Yeah. But so like I never had a rebellious phase. I never had like a... I'm butting heads with mom and dad. Get to and it. Arguing. Get to it. What are you saying? You're saying I should get <laughs> I to it? I think everyone places? needs. Okay, I feel like I had one when I was like 21 after like going to therapy and stuff. But like, 
I didn't have the stereotypical one in high school where yeah. it's like, mom, leave me alone. Yeah, like, yeah, I never yeah. had that. Mine know? was never that bad either. Yeah, no. I don't know. No. I just think my personality was more black sheep. Yeah, yeah. Growing up, you were closer with dad, I felt like, and I was closer with mom. Like, if I had something going on, my go-to person was mom. Mm. Who was your go-to person? Also mom? Yeah. I, she was always the more, I don't know, sympathetic? Not sympathetic. Just, I think she's just easier to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. No offense, dad, if you're listening. Probably <laughs> probably are. But dad and I had a really, really close relationship. But dad was like lot. my, like I was a daddy's girl Yes, you were. Up. Yeah. So that's why I just assumed like you and him had a tighter relationship. You were a daddy's girl. And like I spent a ton of time with dad. It wasn't like I was like anti-dad. We just like we spent a ton of time together at sports and doing sports things together. And so we were really tight in that way. And so mom and I had like a tighter, maybe like at home relationship. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and same goes for me. I played sports and dad would always, you know, was like my second coach basically through all of that. So mm-hmm. same goes for that. Let's just answer this one. Rock or monkey, which dog is whose? Neither, neither. Neither of those dogs. To, to to give everyone the full backstory, when I was five, I got Maui, which was our black lab. If anyone remembers Maui's black think, lab. I don't think, does anyone care about this? Well, we should, okay, <laughs> we'll make it quick. I have Maui the black lab when I was five. You had Stully the pug when you were five. Both of them have since moved on to doggy heaven. Mm, Rocco yeah. was my dad's and Monkey was my mom's. So technically they're my mom and dad's and they live with my mom and dad, which makes sense because they don't live with us. All right. So we actually saw this question as like our first question. This is a little bit more of a we, sentimental question. Well, we just had to grease up the wheels. Yeah. Like is when that the first, phrase? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> when you first sit down to record a podcast, you're not necessarily in podcast mindset. So we had to answer 30 minutes of questions about mom and dad in our childhood before we could get to this one. The ultimate question, favorite thing about mom and dad, what we love about them most. Time to get sentimental. I'll let you go first. My. <laughs> well, I was going to think about which one I wanted to answer first. My favorite thing about dad, let's not do favorite thing, just like first thing that comes to mind. Sure. Okay. Sure, that's fine. Okay, first thing that comes to mind is I know that dad will always take care of me. Mm, he's such a helper. He's just like... In every which way you could imagine, just like he will always take care of me, whether like it's like a hug at the end of the day or like I need a Band-Aid. He would go out to CVS yes. right now just to give me a he's single such Band-Aid. A to the point where it's like sometimes you don't even want to ask his help because you know he's going to do it. <laughs> like he is the type of person where you'll be like, oh, I really like oat milk. Well, there will be oat milk stocked in our fridge yeah. in multiples for the next 10 years because yeah. I said that one sentence. My favorite thing about mom is how understanding she is. Very understanding. And also I've come to appreciate this with I guess now my current fiance, how just non-judgmental she is so of anyone that yeah. comes through her path, like the most, the least judgmental person you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. They're both really funny too. Well, yeah, in their own Why way. Why do you say, well, yeah, you say that as if- Well, like, and that's not like my favorite thing about my mom is she's so funny. <laughs> well, all my videos for them for Christmas was always like, I like your athleticism, dad, and I like how funny and nice you are, mom. But yeah, they are funny. And athletic. And athletic. Man, and <laughs> nice. <laughs> and nice. No, I agree. Dad is such a helper. Like, he's just going to, like, take care of you. Like, his catchphrase is like, I got it. Because, like, he's he's got it. He's just going to, like, take care of it. Take care of you. And also, he's very protective. 
of anyone he cares about. Mm -hmm. Like anyone who enters our family, you know, Roman or Tay or someone who's in our family like you and me, like so protective. And if you wrong one of us, oh, you are dead to him. Like even if we've forgiven you and re-accepted you as our friend or whatever, like you are dead to him. That is such a Johnson thing too. Like our uncle's that way, our grandma's that way, Bob was that way. Yeah, yeah. And then mom, I agree. She's super understanding, super easy to talk to. She was like my go-to person when I was growing up because I felt like you could just like, I could talk to her about anything I was going through or anything that was going on. And sometimes she would just sit and listen and talk and be very understanding. Cool. Cool. Swag. 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 All right. Thanks for listening. I love you. I mean it. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it? My, my promise is always to keep it brief. Or keep, it's like keep it brief, bright, and be done. It's she does not like, say it that. Rhymes. Yes, it does. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. She goes, I love you. I mean it. <laughs> she pronounces the T? <laughs> Maybe she doesn't own Build Your Tribe. I should know. Yeah, no. Co-host. She goes, I love you. I mean it. She's like, it's my goal to be to be bright, and then be done. It's something like that. No. Okay. Well, anyways, bye, everyone. Ciao, Chabella. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along. The Shaleen Show is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. The Shaleen Show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shaleen's other podcast, Build Your Tribe, which she co-hosts with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media, and marketing, and devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes.